0: <laughs> what's up fall guys <laughs> welcome to bofcast the podcast where two lifelong friends talk about everything and anything give us a five-star rating on apple podcasts or wherever podcasts are found and we will react to it right here on the pod now this is a very special Boffcast, and uh but before i can even touch the surface on that because it's too hot don't touch the surface I, g- I gotta introduce the guy across the street before I go any further. Um, he is a two tone jacket wearing, a polo toting. He is the bull of a boy belt smacking. <laughs> <laughs> Super lightweight champion of the world. My man. The man, the myth. The Smith, the half-drinking water bottle, my man, Kyle Smith. My man, thank you, thank you. And um, you know, this is our first time trying this out, but we got we got a remote guest, all, and he comes all the way from across the, the street from Brockville, Canada. He is um his name his name is Andrew Andrew Levesque, and <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, guys he he is the Duke of dressing up real nice. Ooh, <laughs> he is the crisp Canadian, <laughs> <laughs> Andrew James Levesque. What's going on, brother man? Hey, how's it going, guys? So, uh, this is a very special boffcast. Um, I want to give some context to uh, how the heck I have a friend from Canada. Um, do tell. So, yeah, so. Basically, like a couple of years ago, um, yeah, 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 yep, I, I can hear you. Um, oh, I'm reading my own message. Why am I responding? I'm sorry <laughs> that.
1: keeping that in there, <laughs> yeah,
0: keep all that in there. That's great. Um, so a couple of years ago, I was, um, in like a Pentecostal church, not like a oneness Pentecostal church, I left that 10 years ago, but a couple of years ago, I was kind of going through like my own, like, personal, um, reformation. So basically, like, asking myself, different questions of like where I stood theologically. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember I heard this podcast, I heard about a podcast called Cultish and it was like exploring like uh, the origins and experiences of people in different cults. And I was like, oh, this is a cool podcast. Let let, let me listen to the first episode. And so as I'm scrolling down to try to find the first episode, I see that they have a series on the United Pentecostal Church International, which is what I, I left 10 years ago. And so, you know, I, I clicked on the episode and, uh, Dude, no, and the, there was two guests on there. One was, uh, a guy named Jeff Soli and the other one was, uh, in An- Andrew Levesque. And, um, it, it was a, a phenomenal oh, God, series. Um, we'll link it in the show notes, um, where he kind of goes, they, they kind of go over like the history of the UPCI, their experiences of how they converted really cool stuff. And I encourage everybody to listen to that series. Um, but at the end of that series, he plugged this, uh, Facebook group where, where dudes who grew up oneness and, and, or maybe they they just, that's, that's their experience Mm -hmm. and they find themselves leaning more reformed, can go on and and just kind of talk, get some encouragement, get some resources. And, um, about, about two years ago, I, I went on that group and, began what what I can call a beautiful friendship for the past couple of years of me Andrew Jeff and the boys and well anyway so I'm super excited to to co-host this this uh debut episode of a podcast that Andrews going to start and we'll we'll, we'll get in, into that oh we'll get we'll get into that here special news special news we'll get we'll get into that here shortly. Um, but be, be, before we can we can get into that, Andrew, why, why don't you tell, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. Let, let the listener know a little bit about you. What, 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 what do you want us to know about you?
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, so I am fastly and wearily approaching the ripe old age of 30. Um, married, I am a, a father to a lovely daughter and husband to a lovely wife. Um, I am born, raised, and thoroughbred Canadian, uh, hey. from multiple generations, and, uh, some of you don't hold that against me, um, <laughs> I did not turn out that bad, We won't hold you. Uh, all things considered against me. Yeah, don't hold it against me too much. Um, yeah, so I grew up fifth generation, born and raised in the United Pentecostal Church International, um, and, and from that, um... You know, I was I was brought in hook line sinker. I, I was a cradle Pentecostal, yeah. And um, you know, my whole my whole life that's all I knew. That's all I knew as truth. That's all I knew as a as a perfect image of what the church really was supposed to be, um, and really any other church, uh, save for a few sister denominations that kind of came from the same roots as us, um, but may have just developed differently with different leadership. Mm um we really considered the the mass of christendom to be heretics um mm. to be unsaved to be a mission's field itself um and so i grew up under that kind of that kind of indoctrination and, and premise and so through that there was um there was a lot of gracelessness and um, impatience when approaching other believers because why didn't they know the truth and why didn't they see the same God that I saw in scripture? Yeah. Um, and how can they allow themselves to be so misled? <clears throat> and so, um, uh, to answer a lot of these questions to, and to kind of fulfill a calling uh, in my life that I saw uh, and that others uh, affirmed in me, I, after high school, um, I kind of surrendered my own. My own intentions and my own desires, and submit myself to go to Bible college and start training towards the ministry. Um, up and until about was, the this age. Was
0: a, this was a oneness Bible college, right?
2: Yeah, um, you. It was really hard to get licensed without at least touching a oneness uh, Bible college. I know some others that that did it, going to Trinitarian ones. Okay. Um, but it was a little harder because they get grilled a bit more to make sure you know they weren't "quote unquote" indoctrinated by the Trinitarians.
0: Oh, um, gotcha. And they were
2: still still oneness, right? You go to oneness one, you get good grades, and you get a recommendation from the staff. You're pretty much sailing, like unless they have some sort of personality thing going on or or some sort of life thing going on. You're you're pretty smooth sailing towards licensing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But yeah, you know, I I, I sought this out. And um, you know hindsight's 2020, 20. looking back at even Bible college, there was small little moments where I started questioning the status quo and painting a target on my back um, and slowly piece by piece de- departing the faith that I loved and that the only yeah. faith that I knew and um, and so in in a sense, you well, I know a lot of people would be familiar with this phrasing, but in a sense, it was almost like a deconstruction of its own um, and, and relearning what to believe and why I believed it. And so when you go through that kind of move, right, nothing's really safe from the fire. Like you throw everything in and you scrutinize everything um, mm. and you either come out one side stronger, believing in it or on the total other side and, and not holding to it at all
0: right right um that's that's fascinating and so i want i we we got like a little format here to kind of guide the conversation so uh the the first thing i'll ask you about so you you've been able you've you're what you're you're are you like approaching 30 or are you 30 right now
2: yeah i'll be um i'll be 30 right around january like uh, january 16th yeah Oh man! Happy birthday
0: coming up. Happy birthday! <laughs> um, I
2: know It's come too quick.
0: Um. So, th- what what's was well, what I find interesting because I, I have a context of this too of like the UPCI is that um. So there's like a huge emphasis on what what's called like external holiness. So what does that mean? Ba- basically, you follow what's called like a holiness code. Basically, if you're a dude, it's pretty much expected that, um, for the most part, you're not going to have a beard. Uh, You're going to wear a suit to church every single Sunday. If you're a woman, you're not going to cut your hair. You're going to wear skirts. Um, You're not going to wear pants or shorts or anything like that. Um, What was the purpose of women not cutting their hair? Andrew, that's a good question. Why, why uh, Why were women not cutting their hair in the UPCI?
2: Yeah, so this whole holiness standards um its origin really comes from the Wesleyan holiness movement um and it's it's adoption into oneness pentecostalism happened fairly fairly um you could say early in the length of looking now into the history, but later from the original movement, it wasn't uh, actually an original thing uh, that was even really thought about that hard until mm. Wesleyan pastors started being convinced of, of the charismatic gifts and of these um, these experiences like glossolalia, you know, the talking of, of tongues as a spiritual sign of evidence of, of, of Christ indwelling you. Mm. Um and so, and so when they came over, it, it really influenced the movement as a whole. But uh, in, in essence, these holiness standards were, were taught to us as standards that were required for us to best exemplify the holiness of God in us. It was a, a synergistic, which, which for those that may not be familiar with um, heavier latent theological terms, it's a cooperative faith in that God does his part, so I too do my part. Um, It's a very cooperative faith in that um, you were judged uh, based on your ability to or not to follow the guidelines laid out by the denomination as a whole and entrusted to be enforced by ministers. And of course, each minister, um, you know, they had their own strengths and weaknesses and what they thought really really was important, and some were better at being gracious, especially towards new converts with these sort of things, and others were hammer to the anvil constantly. If you couldn't stand the heat, then you weren't worth being refined. Um... So yeah, back to Kyle's question, like kind of what, what do they expect to get out of that? What was the purpose um, really is, is just, it's a misunderstanding and, and, and warping of scriptural texts that talk about the, the, the distinction of the natures of, of male and female and gender roles, and mm-hmm. then attributing power to actually, believe it or not, the length of a hair that, um, yep. You know, it wasn't like if I have twelve inches of hair and you can only, and you grow fourteen inches of hair, you have more power than me. It was more, I haven't touched it with a, with a sharp object, and so it creates a personal covenant of obedience between me and my God. But also, it was a symbolism of um, I don't want to say ownership, but authority and headship that. That i'm not going to cut my hair because i am honoring my parents if they're in the faith uh, and i'm honoring my husband you know if you were married um and i don't want to bring shame to him by bringing shame to myself by by, yeah. by cutting my hair and um really it, it was like its own covenantal promising uh on the side of like sanctification and working out this this holy faith
0: and um what what's what's crazy is like so not 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 only is it like a Form of sanctification, but uh, it's also a form of like your submission to yeah. uh, to your 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 pastor and or to the rules yeah. set in your district. So obedience levels, yeah, that's right, that's right. Not just obedience to the Lord, but obedience to man. And uh, so one of the re- one of the driving reasons that that kicked me that not kicked me, but that 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 pushed me out of um, of the UPC was. I was a senior in high school, right? And it was around this time of year. Yeah, No Shave November. You know that, that that's a thing, right? And yeah, so, right. so I I decided, you know what, I'm I'm just not going to shave. And I was I was I was my church's worship- I was my church's worship leader, so everybody <laughs> everybody saw me, right? And dude, my 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 beard growing jeans weren't anywhere near as good as they are now. So I I I maybe had like an eighth of an inch of hair coming out. Coming <laughs> peach out. fuzz. Yeah, like a little peach fuzz, yeah? And um, and my, my I remember my pastor's wife came, came up to me, and she said, um, hey, so uh, are you, are you going to shave that? And I said, well, no. And she's like, well, why not? It's like, well, it's, it's like no shave November, so I'm just not going to shave. And she said something to the effect of like, well, you, you better at, at the very least put like makeup on your face so it looks like you don't have a beard.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Talk about
0: compromise, <laughs> right? Right, and I was like, "No, that's ridiculous. I'm not going to do that because we, we're not allowed to wear makeup either." So <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Right. Um, it was that, and this was pretty cringe. But I was wearing a I was wearing a purity ring, and I, I think most people know what that is, right? It's a little ring you wear to signify to the world that you're going to remain a virgin until marriage. But um, I, I, I was getting scolded for that. Because it's jewelry, we're not allowed to wear jewelry. Um, and then, so the for me, the, the the straw that broke the camel's back was um, my my immediate family went to go visit my extended family in California, and you know my, my sister and my mom they had long hair, and what what happens when you grow hair for multiple years is and you don't have any maintenance cuts your your, your tips of your hair get frayed, they get, to get uneven. Mm. And so my, yeah. my aunt had convinced, um, my mom and sister to like trim off like an inch or a couple inches. So either their, their tips could be healthy again. And, um, my mom was a Sunday school teacher at my local church. My sister was the drummer for the worship team. Um, and once my pastor found out, uh, he asked them both to step down for ministry and yeah. I watched, yeah. uh, I watched my mom get shunned by all the women there. I was in the living room with her as she's counting how, or she's counting to me, like how, how terrible she feels. And she's weeping. You can imagine what that does to a, to a, to a, a son, seeing your mom cry and seeing her best yeah. friend shun her. And so for me, that was a straw that broke the camel's back. And out of rebellion, I started growing my own hair out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I think uh, my hair had been growing up for like two months and had the shaggy phase Had the shaggy phase going on. And I I started visiting landmark, a a friend's church and, um, stopped wearing suits to church. (laughs) And yeah, um, they, they were were encouraging me to pray through, to repent and get right, right with God because I was wearing a short sleeve shirt and shorts on a summer day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so yeah, that, that that's that's why I that's that's ultimately why I left. But what's interesting is that standards, Andrew, they're different in in every district, right?
2: I'm just gonna call pause here. Can you guys hear me all right? Yeah, you sound great. Okay, okay, because I was receiving some weird feedback a minute ago, so I had kind of restarted my my phantom mic. Okay. No, uh, you sound
0: well, great. I can I can hear you. You sound beautiful. Um perfect. So w- the point I was the point I was I was making earlier is that uh standards are are different in each district, aren't they?
2: Yeah, they can differ kind of wildly. Like there's a base core set of standards that are followed. Um that allow you to recognize um these believers or like I said, you know uh, sister denominations to it uh, quite mm-hmm. easily. Yeah. Um but the, yeah, there's different there's different stipulations and it all depends who is is essentially the what's called the superintendent of your district, um, which it can be thought of like as a head elder. Yeah. And and you know a lot of them don't rule top down, but more serve a more administrative uh, facet. Others do rule more top down, and and the the ministers better go by what that one person says. Mm. Um, and it becomes very hierarchical um, rather than more autonomous. Uh, but it all depends who you have in 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 that position of power who gets voted in right yes. um so for instance you know growing up in Ontario um and then going out to New Brunswick for the only oneness Pentecostal Bible school um from the upCI um mm-hmm. you know that you heard you heard people kind of say oh they're from Ontario um and there was kind of whispers and it was kind of comments made about being oh you guys are loose District. Oh, you guys are the, you <laughs> guys the are the, you Y'all know, smell like Ontario. yeah, but essentially we were treated like we were, we were the liberal party, mm. um, uh, of, of the Canadian UPC. Okay. Um, and, and in essence, uh, especially compared like to the, the Western provinces and prairies where it's even more strict, um, Yes. um, and there's large sections of it still to this day that are very strict, like no open-toe shoes, and you can't wear red, and ladies have to wear a hat or head covering to service. Can't wear red, um, well. On top of yeah, what? there was there was a lot of that stuff. I'm not sure if it's if that's current now, but I mean, growing up, I heard about that. Um, you always had to wear like girls always had to wear like pantyhose or some sort of like leggings. Um, under their skirts, like you couldn't have bare skin showing at all, not even like top of the foot inside of a sandal. Um, just just crazy stuff like um, your skirt lengths um, so growing up yep. um, the even the standards of my own district changed quite substantially of what was the status quo and what was acceptable from I remember like like girls sewing slits shut and long jean skirts because the slits were came above the back of the knee. And that was not allowed. Um, no way. Like, you know, you had to cover down to your wrists or just below the elbows. Like you couldn't have shirts above the elbows, simple watches. Um, some groups had rings, some taught against marriage bands. Um, definitely never any makeup, no jewelry of any kind, Guys couldn't wear shorts. Um, it, sounds like pastor, when I, when,
1: it sounds like the pastor. Sounds like the pastor carries uh, some some handcuffs in the back to tote them off to
2: jail when they do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and 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 kind of like a, a spiritual jail, because yep. I mean, you could have the most God fearing, God honoring, people loving, um, you know, spiritual fruit displaying Christian, but because they trim their hair or they wear a little concealer. Or they wear a couple rings that were their grandma's and were important to them, you know, they'd be stripped of of operating in ministry in the church. Um, And for some people, like, so some people might not really get that understanding of how that's important to one as Pentecostals, but to one as Pentecostals, actively participating in the visible ministry of the church is everything. That's right, and so if you're not serving at some capacity, there's something wrong with you. That's and so right. to take somebody who's visibly been operating, let's say five years faithfully and then and then all of a sudden quietly steps down from their position, that's a really good indicator that something's happened that's You don't right. know what end it's happened on, but something's happened. Um, it's kind of like you serve till you're in the grave. Um, That's right. You you, you want to leave
0: leave that legacy of serving.
2: Right. Leave the legacy of service to hopefully your children and their children to follow in those footsteps and even exceed you. Um, And so service, service equaled obedience and faithfulness. And so uh, you're always looking for ways to volunteer and to become a part. And in in a way, uh, it was beautiful. Because it fostered a participation in the church. It wasn't just a church I went to. It was my church. It was my congregation. They were my fellow saints. Um, And in that regard, that participatory kind of uh, environment was really healthy and really helpful in building um, some strong things in people that otherwise would be neglected. But of course... um, of course the the heavy handedness and the pendulum swinging being added to the mix and the and the motives behind the 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 false set of motives or persona on the surface um mm. is really what was the dangerous part in that you know it was made like an equalizer and you know it was it's always pushed like for especially for young people like you want to serve yes there is there is nothing greater them being called on to serve at some capacity. Locally, that's good. Districtly, that's phenomenal. Because if you can serve at a district level, you'll get noticed on a national level or maybe even an international level.
0: You'll, you'll You'll get invited to speak at conferences
2: right and 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 there's tons of people that serve in those congregations and in that denomination that don't want that they're good humble earnest honest people that just want to give back to the church yes. um as as they have received good things back to them from Christ and from the word and they and they want to faithfully respond and I am not uh, against that. I'm not against anyone. I think everyone needs to be involved in their local church at whatever capacity they could possibly uh, be. Um, And it is a good thing. I'm, I'm not harping that at all. It's just the facade and the vision and... The mentality that gets tied to it—that the the man standing on the platform, yelling his guts out till he's red right into the face, um, yep. preaching revivals and and calling people to repentance and ushering these massive, emotional, manipulative altar calls—that's the guy. That's Cal- the guy you want to be. Exactly. Cal- um, Kyle, did, did you did you did
0: I can't remember. Did I ever take you to a to a UPC service with me? Did I ever b- drag yes, you, you in? Yes, you did. You took me once. Why don't you take a, a couple minutes? Do you even do you remember how that was?
1: No, not not really. If I did you up. like block it out of your? What, my again. brain's like ah oh, memory dump. No, I just went there, and I'll, it was a small uh, congregation. That's right. we were a plant. Yeah, you guys were. So I came from Presby- uh, the Presbyterian uh, faith, and it was much 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 more reserved than what you brought me to that's right And everyone's going nuts everyone's going crazy and uh yeah it was it was quite a different experience because i was still really young i'd say i probably i was like what 16 to 17 you were probably
0: 16 when i first when i first brought you yeah
1: right right um and that's all I, i really remember i think that lisa was on the uh the worship team at the time. And I was really confused seeing her on the drums. I was like, (laughs) she plays (laughs) drums. So this doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but it was, and honestly, that's all I remember. Okay. Um, Oh,
0: don't just let me drop the mic. (laughs) That's all I remember. Mic drop. Um, sorry about that, Andrew. Um, so moving, moving back to to like the conversation of, uh, Oh geez.
2: Yes. I, I
0: can hear you. What was the last thing you heard from from us?
2: I heard oh no my mic and then <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
0: <laughs> um you know it's it's kind of interesting. Yeah, uh so I was one this taking 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 my presbyterian friend to my oneness church. (laughs) And now here I am, my my beliefs would align closer to Presbyterianism than oneness. Crazy how that works. It is. Um, So back to the conversation of like standards varying within districts. um, You kind of hinted at it a little bit earlier, Andrew, but in these past 30 years, have you noticed much of a change in like your district's uh, standards?
2: Uh, Yeah, there's there's been a phenomenal uh, amount of change in the in the what would be, quote unquote, the holiness standards, Um, especially in in this district Um, from from my childhood. You know what I described about seeing, you know, super long skirts and and sewed up um, splits and and always wearing, you know, pantyhose and stuff like that. I've seen it substantially change and become very modernized, but while trying to keep that, that core essence of, okay. of what was. And so, um, you know, other, other districts, their young people come to have fellowship with us at our, at our conventions because they were really hailed as, as some of the best youth uh, events uh, in the country. And uh we, I mean, still to this day, and I'm pretty sure it's the same. I mean, I've been out of the church for, for a good number of years now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I still have friends and family within there, and I see their pictures from, like, youth conventions and midwinter retreats and things like that, and, and there's still a good number. Um, but we had the biggest, we had, uh, you know, the loudest, we had, you know— earnestly some of the best church musicians i've ever heard um some of the best music some of the best you know pentecostal preachers the biggest lineup the biggest names the best production quality we we um up until a few years ago we used the same arena every single year um oh arena wow yes it was a hockey it was a hockey arena. Okay. And, uh, and we use that we used pretty much the full, the full floor and then some of the bleachers too. And I remember being a young person and just looking and seeing the floor completely filled and you know, the whole one half behind us of, of folding seats just filled with people because everybody would come from all the churches for like Sunday service and they come to oh, wow. support the, the young people. um, and all worship together. And it was just, it wasn't just a youth event. It was an entire district event. Um, but seeing, seeing the changes. So like some of the changes, for instance, um, would be the worship music that was, that was being sung. Um, Mm -hmm. I went from, um, uh, when we moved to Brockville, I was about 11. And I remember very quickly being, um, rodeoed into doing projections okay and um helping with projections and slides and and this is before this is like right before slide programs and projector programs became really big and computerized
0: right right Um, that's right yep there's a change there yep
2: yeah and so technology changed too right so i mean we still had the old like from the 1970s the light up projector um you had to you had the cellophane sheets that you switched out and it projected it up and so you had to get it out. you had to get it quick without your fingers covering stuff up and not cro- and not crooked. And so, uh we that were tucked be straight, in beh- yep. <laughs> we were tucked in behind where the minister sat. Uh and they recruited us because we were little and we could sit there nobody would see us and we would just swap out slides. Um and, and so in that we sang mostly hymns. Um we we had um we had hymnal books in, in the pews, and that's what we sang. And there was a few contemporaryish songs added in there, but often there were still songs written by Pentecostals. Okay. And, and funny en- and funny enough, the, the, the hymnals themselves were replete with songs that were not written by Pentecostals, let alone oneness people. Um there were a lot of Wesleyan and Methodist hymns in there. Um and it was so I went from, from hymn singing, um, into kind of a fast forward into modernity yeah um the the standards the skirts started becoming tighter and shorter um some women started wearing concealer and light makeups um oh. some women started wearing a little bit of jewelry no piercings or anything like that but you know yeah a couple extra rings maybe a necklace hidden under clothes um
0: <laughs> if it's hidden it's okay know, like,
2: Right, Hidden Sin's okay, Sin, right? No, um, but, uh, you know, the the heels became taller, um, hair was being trimmed and, and cut, and so there was this transition of, we're still going to look like what was imagined for us, but in a more m- modernistic variation of that. And so the worship music changed, and next thing I know, you know, they're singing like... Um, Baptist uh, gospel music, and they're yeah. singing. Um, they're singing Hillsong, and they're singing. Um, you know, some of Bethel and these other groups, uh, and quick, Elevation. And, quick and all question these, for this stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. Quick question for the people that don't know, like me, actually.
2: Uh, what does modernity mean? Uh, so modernity just means modern times. Modern times. Um, okay. Yeah, so it's it's looking through modernity is just basically upgrading everything to to, to what's what's current from from what was past. And so you got to remember this this is a denomination that was purposely stuck in the past. Yes. Uh, they were they were they were basically as close as you get to being Amish Mennonite but they loved electricity. <laughs> falton awesome. um but it it and it was such a wild ride because these old hymns and old things but then like you'll see old pictures of churches like from the 30s and yes. they had a drum set that's and right. so like they were they were bopping right along with the current trends of music world but at the same time rejecting the music world of their time. Um and I mean I mean these standards where you couldn't own a TV. Like and I'm not even talking about cable yeah. having bunny ears. You couldn't own a TV. Especially if you wanted to be a minister, you were not allowed to own a television in your home. Um sometimes they would ban record players. Wow. Um and then you know coming up cassette players and then Okay, we'll allow cassette players, we'll allow radios, but you can only listen to Christian stations, you can only have Christian artists on tape, CD, record, whatever technological feat you're at in your time, Um, and then it became a little looser with TV's. TVs yes. were allowed, but you couldn't have cable or satellite. You only could have like a DVD VHS player and you had to have Christian movies or you had to have learning material. Hallmark um, movies. To help teach and disciple <laughs> your, your children. No, Hallmark, Hallmark movies are the worst.
0: Um, it, it, no. Hallmark movies were a damnable heresy ruled at Nicaea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nicaea invented Hallmark movies. Hallmark. Oh my God. then denied it summarily. Um, well, What's, what's, what's funny, so you, you talk about like, the whole like, not being allowed to watch TV. So like the, the church I grew up in, right, like, it was, again, mic stuff. Uh, we, we should call this episode Mike Issues because <laughs> I just had an issue with my podcasting mic. Uh, <laughs> so the church I grew up in, bam, um, we, weren't allowed to, we weren't allowed to have TVs, right? But everybody, and I do mean everybody, had a TV. Right. And you know, fellowship was a huge thing in, in the, in the church in those churches. It's kind of one of the things I miss. Um, but anyways, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll, more on that in a little bit, but anytime we had like all the brothers over, it was like common practice. Like take a
2: towel and
0: like drape it over the TV.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Or, or you could be like my parents and and grandparents that they always had a a TV display cupboard. And when you closed (laughs) it, it just looked like a hutch where you kept valuables um so you close it when you had people over so they wouldn't see you had a TV in there Cheating. but everybody knew
0: but you acci- all knew but you accidentally forgot to put away your like Speed VHS rewinder <laughs>
2: <laughs> or or your VHS that cleaned the VHS heads
0: oh my gosh um so my my we we had this like <laughs> we had this Godzilla DVD right or, or no I think it was King Kong the, the title doesn't matter <laughs> I can remember like a friend of mine from the church asking my dad, "Hey, uh, what is this?" And my dad's like, "Oh, oh, oh, that's not ours." <laughs> 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 um, that's hilarious. Uh, one, one, two, to the UPCI's credit, and and I, I think I'm, I'm trying my best to kind of implicate, not implicate, uh, implement this in in the church I'm a part of now. Is that man? There was such a tight knit sense of community. Right, um, and it's hard. What, it's hard yeah, what, to
2: replicate that.
0: And what are what are what are some of the reasons why you think like that, that? That community is so tight knit.
2: It's it the the core of it is built around the people. Yes, um, it would fail to to make it very far without its constant cheerleading and, and support and being being upheld by the congregants. Mm-hmm. Um. And I mean, many faiths, faiths could probably attest to some sort of ver- variation of that. But it, it's so tight-knit because it's you against the world. That's right. Um, it's me versus everybody else. It's your choice. You choose. Um, it, there's a song reference for anybody who wants some extra brownie points, if they can catch that. <laughs> um so it was kind of like, you know, everybody else is wrong. We're the only ones, right? And, yeah. and we've got to stick together because nobody else will. Everybody else wants to break us apart. They want to convince us of false doctrines. Yes. They want to steal our children. They want to steal blah, blah, blah. Um, these are know, my friends so, who get it. Yeah. Yeah. these, these are my people. This is my tribe and this is who I run with and it's, it's ride or die. There's no other way. This is it. Yes. And, um, and so that fosters that fosters a really inclusive but exclusive um, mm. duality in that we include everybody who's like us, but as yes. soon as you stop being like us by a certain threshold or litmus test, you're out. And, and you've got to repent and beg and convince us that you're back in if you come back.
0: So Andrew, um, Andrew, you're going to think this is, this is crazy or may, may, maybe not. Maybe you, you've just experienced this and watching a bunch of, a bunch of people like us, like kind of go through, um, these experiences. So before I was a part of the UPC, I was a part of like an even stricter, like Mexican oneness denomination. Mm, okay. Um, th- we were called the, the, uh, apostolic assembly of the faith in Christ Jesus, um, but so that's a mouthful. Yeah, it's a lot. A, 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 F, C, J <laughs> for short. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we, we enforced head coverings. Um, that, that was a okay. huge thing. So we were like the UPCI in like every, every respect. In fact, a lot of our ministers went to UPCI colleges, but, um, uh, the, the, pa- the pastor, that whose, um, ministry I was under, he was arguably the, the denominations like strictest pastor. And, um, wow. he would not allow us to have fellowship with members of the UPCI. And, oh, interesting. Yeah. So, you know, we, we, here, here I am, right. We had this tight knit community in that apostolic assembly, quote unquote. Um, and I'm not, it's, I'm not selling it short when I'm saying, when I'm telling you that like we hung out every single day, we were, we were at, wow. at, at these guys' houses breaking bread crying, praying together, laughing, the most beautiful memories, right? When we left, when we left that organization to go to the UPCI, they, they, they like damned us as if we were the liberals. Right. And, um, I, I lost fellowship with like hundreds of people when, when I, when I left wow. that. No way. Wow. And then something similar, this
2: a similar thing happened when I left the UPCI for Trinitarianism. Um, I mean that's the egregious that's the most egregious of of all right that's uh you're not just going to another oneness group but you're you're leaving uh to to believe in the triune godhead uh something that the rest of Christianity takes as like a it's a non-divisionary thing like that that's one of the core elements that you you don't disagree on yep. like you know, all these other Christian groups—they may disagree on on um, the process of how we're saved and how much we add or or don't add at all to the process of salvation or sanctification, or you know um, how intrinsically the scriptures are to be interpreted and and applied practically to our lives. But like, you don't touch the Trinity. Like that's that has been settled for hundreds of years. Yes. Every disagreement that could be possibly thought of has been brought against it and has failed time and time again. And yes. That's that is one of the the few core components that you can find unity among Christendom in, and that is the beauty of the triune Godhead. That's right. Um, but is yeah that you do not touch that. That is that is the most heinous of crimes uh, to believe that because that's a denying of their. The true one, true God, in their minds. Um, that's right, and and that means like that's you're you're pretty much a reprobate. You're 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 far far gone, and now you need to be saved again.
0: That's right, yeah. And their in their eyes, I can don't and I I can remember. Actually, no, I I won't bring her into this. So actually, I'll 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 just not not even say that. Um, but yeah, a lot a lot of a lot of my friends basically. Basically, in, in like my friend's eyes, I was con- I was condemned to hell because now yeah. I'm, I'm a pagan, three god worshiper now.
2: Right, and you lose everybody. Absolutely, you, you don't. You know, if 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 you're not fortunate enough to come out with your family, you lose your family, you lose your, your friends, you lose that that culture um, that we talked about that was so inseparable. You lose. That that culture becomes your family. They become extensions yeah. of yourself. Um, and your entire identity is wrapped within that. That is your community. Anything you touch outside the church, community-wise, like your neighborhood and your streets, is is a mission field. That's right. It's not viewed as the community. The community is your church. Mm-hmm. And uh, to have that kind of uh, damnable mindset... Um so separates you from everything and anyone that when you do lose it uh it, there is a chunk that is very very hard and may never be filled again the same way yep uh because because it's a very different culture different thing that even most even other healthy churches don't have that kind of of expectation or tightnessness in its in its community um but it it leaves you feeling naked and yeah. alone and afraid, exposed. You, you are damaged. Um, it is hard to form friendships because the common denominators you were taught your entire life to look for aren't present in these people that surround you. They're yeah. not there. And so those things that you would build friendship upon, uh, you have to relearn how to make friends. You have to relearn how to how to talk to other people um, and and be gracious to people even more so um, and not to say that people within the movement aren't uh, aren't gracious. I know some people well, that, are, that are beautiful people um, but but as a whole right we're talking in the general sphere here um, you just you never quite fit in the same way anywhere else again. And that's something that's something that everybody fights against when they leave, but it's something everybody has to be aware and and ready to to live with um, yep. it just you know going to camps you could not see somebody for six months and you go to summer camp and it's like you saw them a week ago um, yep. you'd run and you'd hug and you'd laugh and you'd pray together in the altar and you would you would talk about deep things at night and you would you care for one another. And, and and that happened over and over again. I'll see you at the next convention. Mm-hmm. And it was like no time passed at all. And and um, especially with, with social media starting to pick up in, in you know our early teens, yeah. um, it, made it made staying in touch even easier and getting hyped and excited for these events even better. Um, and it made the community even closer because now we had other ways to communicate with each other. Um, Oh, it was was it was a
0: it was a big deal too. If your favorite preacher added you on Facebook,
2: oh, but (laughs) but but the internet too became, I think, partly their worst enemy. Um, Also, because now knowledge was readily accessible, Mm. you could type in anything and get a response from a thousand people, and 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 it would cause questions. And if there's one thing that I have found that the UPCI does not like, it's questions. Yeah. Because questions lead to harder questions and hard answers. And most men and, and women, they are not equipped to answer them. Um, That's right. So, as soon um, as they receive a little bit of pushback, man, it's, it's like you went out and you purposely assaulted them.
0: Yeah, um, that's crazy. Well, what, what was I going to say? Yeah, the the internet for me was like a, was huge in my exit because I, I can remember being like it was like hammered over and over again at services at, at conferences that if you left oneness Pentecostalism, it, whether whether it's for Trinitarian Christianity, another religion, or just like being being an atheist, your life was going to be miserable. Right, yeah. All of Christ's joy, all of His benefits would exit your life, and you would be this this soulless rep- reprobate. Yeah. yeah,
2: this this husk of a person. Yeah.
0: And so I remember, like, one day, just like really being in my emotions, and I looked up, like, like if see if there's like any blogs like people who I, who had I, like left the UPCI, and I found one, and like here I was like reading these stories of like people who left and like their soul like there's soul crushing stories of leaving their churches and and being forsaken but after like, after like a few years like they 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 were li- they were leading fulfilling happy liberated lives and for me there was like a huge like cognitive dissonance cuz like here we are like we're we're it's it's like ingrained in us like so trust what 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 the what the preacher is saying as as being inerrant almost. And here we are, we're hearing the preacher saying that your life's going to be, your life's going to be miserable if you leave. But here we are, here I am seeing like the stories of people who do leave and their lives are fulfilled. And that, that yeah. was, that was huge for me.
2: And I think, I think the hardest thing too is, is others in the movement seeing um, a lot of these holes wherever they may be present and, and facing, um, very unwanted and unexpected circumstance leaving, but, but also leaving the faith. Yeah. Um, I think that grieves my heart the most. Mine too, um, brother. Because, because is not a full image of who God is. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, a distortion of him and, and his will for his people and his church, his bride. And, um, but sometimes those those offenses are so grievous that they strike the soul so deeply that um those who once professed him the strongest now reject him the greatest and um you know depending on what side of the fence you sit on in in theology and soteriology and other things
0: Yes. Um, so, you know, we're, here we are, you know, we're we're covering like the stories of like, of like gro- growing up here and, and, and leaving. And I, I would say that, that this is just, this is just a, a, like a peek into something really cool that that's coming up that you've got going on. Um, Andrew, why don't you tell us about that?
2: Yeah. So the, so the, the project name, uh, is going to be called search for truth. Ooh. Um, so, So I've had people for the last several years ask me to write or speak on some things and and talk about it from a deep perspective, especially as someone who has grown up to this multiple generations. Um, And so that name, Search for Truth, is going to pique the ears of people who have left the UPC or are currently still in it, um, as it's one of the most prolific Bible studies of the UPC, usually taught to new believers and, uh, even brought every few years back into the church to be taught to everybody. And it kind of goes through the core tenets of all the points of their faith. Um, yep. but I thought the name was extremely fitting because it, it was uh, my personal search for truth that led me to where I, to where I am now. And, um, you know, I want to kind of flip and say, yeah, there, there is a search for truth that needs to happen uh, but unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on what your perspective is, that search for truth, is outside of, outside of that sphere.
0: That's right. Yeah, I, I can re- I can remember it like that, like on on top of right serving at church, and you know on top of like um, of, of like speaking in tongues, super loud. Like if you could if you could book a Bible study with a friend. Especially if it, was, oh, if it was the search for truth Bible study. Oh man, you were really doing God's work.
2: You felt you were going to get a gift card at church the next Sunday.
0: <laughs> have you seen that? <laughs> have you seen what? Have you seen like incentives like that to like have Bible studies? I mean, I've seen incentives
2: like that to come to church. Oh yeah. Um, I know a guy who grew up in a, a, a different denomination, but still charismatic mag Pentecostal and uh he's reformed now and he still gets Good. some of the some of the emails from the old church and they were like hey you should really show up and like this one of these <sighs> spam text message you know oh my uh sent out to everybody who's ever filled out a visitor card you, because we've got a Nintendo Switch OLED and we're giving it away <laughs> uh, this Sunday but you have to come for Sunday service and get your tickets and put oh, your tickets in me this. um and i mean like then you got to balance the pros and cons of having to sit through one of those services for the off chance of getting a Nintendo Switch. Um I've already got one, so I mean it wasn't really piquing my interest too much. But hey, um, shout out. yeah, those those incentives. No, I I never really saw those incentives. But the incentives were different. Uh, right. The incentives were were a pat on the back from the pastor, or the incentives were were other things. And again, I don't want to paint a broad stroke like everybody in there is disingenuous. Sure. Sure. Um, that they don't believe they truly have truth, and that the world needs to hear it. That's you know, many of them that is the case. But but there's like this duality of humble service, but hopeful recognition. Yes. Um Like you know, if you can get up on that platform and give a testimony, or speak about a project, or oh, my goodness, open in prayer.
0: Oh, that's how you're you starting. Knew. Yep.
2: You're, you're starting to make it. And oh there is gosh. no greater calling in the UPCI than that of the pastor's desk.
0: Oh my goodness.
2: And you want to strive to be a minister as hard as you possibly can until either it collapses in on you and you have a mental breakdown or you you, you achieve that. Um, if you, if you I have be,
0: seen... If you could be a pastor
2: who... Oh, sorry, sorry. Please, please go on. I'll... I'll, I'll please... I I have seen that process gut so many people that yeah. were not called to that ministry, um, that became shells of who they were that just sat in a pew. Um, mm-hmm. it became nothing. Well, wow. I've seen it destroy so many young men, um, and even young women, um, that, you know, it's, I've, I've seen it destroy them in the first few years of ministry. Um, that things yeah. weren't communicated. They weren't mentored. They weren't protected. They weren't cared for and after, and and the reality of life hits you, mm-hmm. and they have no coping mechanism. Yep. They have no defenses, um, because I'm a minister. Everything should be hunky dory. That's right. You know, um, and so that that process. I mean, even going to Bible college and seeing people uh, drop out and and feel they were failures miserably because they let everybody down because they didn't become a minister. Mm. Um, you know, f- yeah, there were so many things I wanted to say and back then. It was like, Oh, they didn't make it. Well, that's too bad. Oh, I'm going to make it. Right. Yeah. It kind of bolsters up, bolsters up your pride a little. It's like, it's like, you know, it's, it's always, it was always kind of brought across to me. Oh, the wheat's getting the chaff blown off. Yep. Like, only the strong survive, man.
0: That's right. We're, um, we're, we're going to be a part of that remnant that makes it.
2: Right. We're going to be a part of those, the, the strong ones. And, and you know, um, I was one of the ones that initially made it. Yeah. I, I made it through those starting phases. I, I got licensed. And then real world started hitting. And I realized there was no support structure. There was no care. There was no love. Um, and again, this is not for everybody. I know people that have had great churches that have cared for their for their sheep, for their saints very well, and um, have supported them. Um, but more often than not, it's the it's the contrary, um, and I've seen life just destroy people yeah. um, because they were just un- they didn't know how to fight back against it. Um, because you know, it wasn't always really prosperity gospely, but but there was elements of it in there a lot. Um, it was very name it and claim it and you have to have enough faith to be healed or for God to do something. So, you know, it was like faith was a bucket you filled up by doing things, and then you could pour that out, and if you poured out a big enough bucket of faith, then God had to respond to it. You know, it was mm-hmm. like punching holes in a, in a food coupon, and on the 10th one you got a free hot dog. Hey,
1: um, hot dog of faith. And we
2: want that hot dog right. of faith, don't we? <laughs> yeah, we got this grain of mustard seed grew into a hot dog tree. With mustard, um, yeah. <laughs> with mustard, yeah. You um, know, it, it's
0: just,
2: it's just, it's, the UPCI in itself is a very two-faced denomination. Ooh,
0: it's let's it, go it's
2: there. A, it has a duality in it. Um, that bolsters both godly, biblical, spiritual principles, but with a constant underlying culture that undermines everything it does. And it has an unwillingness to uproot and correct errors until they literally set things on fire, until congregations literally implode, until ministers are arrested uh, and charged criminally, or deacons Mm. or other saints in the church. Um, until sexual allegations of abuse are brought to an actual tribunal court, um, in 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 the public eye, uh, yeah. and even then it's kind of it's kind of washed out and kind of forgotten about and not really talked about. Um, Nobody wants to testify while you're in because
1: you're a part of that tight knit group.
2: Yeah, there's, there's, and then you're on the bad list, and you spoke out against your pastor.
1: So you'll definitely right? never be called upon to be to a serve.
2: There's. There's, there's repercussions, good and bad for every step you take and you have to be careful who you play. You have to know people and get them on your side. You have to have bouts of confidence from people that have some sort of clout to make it. Hmm. Um, Otherwise, you know, you're going to be stuck on the bottom. You're, you're not going, you're not going to make it, you know, it's who's your daddy? Who's your grandpa? That's right. You know what is your lineage? Because let me tell you, a lineage of faithful service in my family was not enough to protect me.
0: Right. Five generations deep, deep was yep. not
2: enough for people to say, hey, this is a good, God-fearing, faith-keeping, standard upholding family that has never caused an issue, has has been here for five generations you know, has raised their children in this faith. You know, some have fallen off of the family and chose not to to pursue the faith. Um, some ended up going to different churches. Uh, but there was always a core group of the family that kept it. And that wasn't even enough. Um, you know, it was... Uh, my grandfather was a minister for them for several years. And because mm. of the abuse and neglect that he saw, he surrendered the pulpit. And that is wow. like the biggest offense. You do not surrender the pulpit. You go somewhere else... You transfer, but you do not surrender your minister's license. Um, and, 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 and his legacy followed unto me. Oh, wow. And, uh, and, and how I was treated. And it was brought up when I applied for my license. I went before the board of, of ministers that settled those things. And that was one of the first things out of the mouth of someone introducing me was, this is whose grandson he is. Wow. Why would his that uncle, even be a thing? This is, this is who his uncle is, because it's a vouch of character. Wow. It's a vouch of, it's a vouch of worth. Um, you know, if your daddy's a pastor, let me tell you, one of two things are going to happen to you.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You're either going to crash and burn horribly. Yeah. Or you're going to make it and excel. Um, so, there's, 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 there's no middle ground.
0: Um, you know, what's, what's crazy. I, I was like, you know, I, I had my, my own, my own aspirations. Um, I, I, I remember like, like really wanting and earnestly desiring to, uh, to become a minister in the UPCI. Right. And I thought, you know, if I could just, <laughs> this, is, this sounds silly to like the average person, but it makes sense if you're in the UPCI, I'm like, man, if I could just, if I could just get married to a pastor's daughter. That would really yeah. <laughs> that would really like like push forward my ministry career. Oh yeah it would
2: And that's the whole thing of being unequally yoked, right? You right. wanted to marry somebody who was just as outgoing or just as or more so contagious than you in in their passion for the labor. Um and, and usually it was like, yo, that you know, I got a minister I gotta marry to a minister's family. And usually that was the worst possible thing you could do. Yeah. Um in in the Pentecostal circles especially in the UPCI um the PKs were nuts.
0: Literally. They were
2: absolutely bonkers. Um and you know I I want to be careful of not getting into slander and and and, and storytelling and 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 misspeaking sure. here. so uh, I'll kind of summarize we're here for the that I'll oh,
0: stop it, right?
2: Kyle. <laughs> Kyle trying to stoke the fire into <laughs> uh, into a wildfire because you guys on the West Coast need more of your forest burned, right? Oh whatever. <laughs> We're not a part of California. I don't know what you're talking about. No, well we
0: literally we literally <laughs> had an evacuation notice not too far away. I'm not talking about that. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about it <laughs>
2: um, Yeah, so you as there was always special privileges given to children of ministers above other kids that mm. a blind eye would often be turned to their misdeeds yeah um and this this long predates me my father told me stories about him getting in trouble but really? the pastor's kid who did the same thing with him or worse just being let go because his dad was a minister um or her yeah. dad was a minister or, or what have you i mean i've heard and I've seen some of the craziest stuff. And I'm like, if I even tried a small bit of that, man, I'd be so kicked out of here so fast. Mm. Um, but it was like, you know, and they and I mean, they have their culture in of itself, in its own, outside of us plebeians kind of trying to, to opt into that system. That's right. Um, uh, and I found in on, on Ontario, in my generation, the generation coming up below me, that kind of... It was still there, but it really died. Um a lot of the PKs, yeah, they had their own kind of like side social circle, but a lot of time they were with everybody else too. Uh, they had friend groups if, with everybody else, and That's right. you didn't feel as estranged. Um, but definitely in generations uh before me and it was it was a very prevalent uh issue. Um but but as a whole you know what? I, what I'm trying to do with that with that podcast.
0: Oh, uh, that, that's what I was going to back to. Nice.
2: Yeah, it is. It is not to slam. It's not to slander. It's not to heap hatred and animosity. Uh, I'm long past um, those emotions. Um, I'm far enough removed now and in love with where I am and where I'm going. Mm. To never want to turn back and not feel like I have to twist a blade or make somebody hurt because they hurt me mm. um, that's huge it it It's been forgiven but but in reality, it'd be foolish to forget and and I feel like as someone who's been on the inside and has this this depth and this lineage in it that I need to warn and help. Warn people who are in there that may be questioning things to get out, or warn people who are who have been invited by somebody to go to one of those churches or an event, um, and researches. that I hope I pop up in that Google search, and they listen, um, and I, I yeah. warn. And you know, it's not going to be just about the culture, but it's going to be about the doctrine. It's going to be about um, all of it together. Um, but, but I'm hoping to achieve. And th- the second point is, I'm hoping to help people who have left that need a community, yeah. that need someone to ratify logically in their mind what they've been seeing, what they've been feeling, what they've been reading, what, they're, what they've been trying to process through. Because when you leave a group like this, that's tightly knit will be talked about, that has cultural standards you uphold to, that your entire life is spent at the church, in the yes. church, with yes. the church. Um, it crushes you when you leave. And so you need other people that know where you're coming from to speak hope and life and speak grace and mercy to your weary and worn soul. And that's, I want this to be a bomb that people can go, Oh, I identify. Oh, he went to conventions like me. He did this stuff. He realized Mm -hmm. these things. Okay. Now, now what do I do with this? All this guilt and emotion and baggage and control and manipulation and things I've gone through. What do I do with this, how do I move on from where I am? Um, and how do I heal yeah. and, and not just, not just survive, but thrive through what I have lived through.
0: Um, we, we've got, we've got two, two really cool things, um, that, that we, that we currently offer. And we hope to offer more things. Um, the, the first is, uh, a Facebook group called the reformed Pentecostals, uh, wasn't it like a podcast
2: or something like that? Uh, no, no, it was a blog we used to run. Um, okay. And then unfortunately, life kind of took over and, and Jeff and I uh, ended up not running it any longer. And um, because there were some other people that took over writing some f- fantastic blogs themselves. So yep. rather than, than cloud the web, we kind of redirect to them and their resources because they're phenomenal. Um, yep. And then the Facebook group itself is a great group to come find those resources and talk to people um, that have lived exactly through what we have lived through and and uh, for, for different types of experiences all together.
0: And, um, yeah, I remember I remember joining that group as soon as I heard the Cultish series. And it's crazy. I, I think um, me at first it was like me, you and Jeff and then eventually some other guys as well. But like it's crazy, Like like on day one it literally felt, it felt like we'd been friends our entire lives because we shared yeah. those mutual experiences.
2: Right. We found that, we found that mutual ex-community, right? And we were able, able to bond over our adversity but also propel each other beyond it.
0: There is also a, um, a Discord group, or Discord server is the right term, um, called Former Oneness Pentecostals at a brother of ours, Matthew just started. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll link both those groups in the show notes. Um, if you are in the UPCI or, or you've already left the UPCI, you're looking for that, that community, um, those resources are available to you and, um, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure if any new resources, uh, pop up, we'll, we'll definitely include those in, in future show notes. Um, but th- th- this, was a, that, this was like a, that was a big driver for you to start this podcast.
2: Yeah, it was you know, I wanted to f- see and feel out how I could add um to the resources already available but but also add something um with a more personal flair um for myself that that people would want to listen to and and, and so my hope is is hitting those important things but also uh, retelling and recounting stories of um my life. Yeah. Um, and of things i saw and was a part of and the good the bad the ugly the great, everything in the in between um and just talking about living that life and hopefully um my voice won't be too grating and people will find <laughs> it um and enthralling or exhilarating um or um you know of some sort of intrinsic value yeah. um to 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 their minds and their hearts And uh, even if they're not familiar, maybe they'll learn about the culture and how it's changed and how it's shifted Um, in these, you know, 30 years that I, that I've existed. um, 20, 22, 23 of them being in that movement. um, I think I'm coming up on seven years now that we've been gone. Wow. Um, Which is, which is absolutely um, crazy to me. Um, Yeah. My wife and I left in our first year of marriage. Um, it was it was hard. It was very hard.
0: Yeah, because the first year is stressful enough.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Add on all the other weight of stuff. Um, but you know, the story along the way it doesn't end there. Um, God graciously kept the perseverance of His saints and His His faith in me and my wife, and allowed us to. Um, to be on the journey we're on and to take the steps we've taken and we've learned along the way and life's had more pains and more struggles and more disappointments, but it's had its victories too. Um, and I think, I think we're at the place now where we're we're finally stepping into one of those, one of those victory lap moments where everything makes sense and, and, uh, and comes together.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for this podcast. Um I, I feel like it's going to give you the opportunity to go to to like really dig deep into your your whole your whole story, and I think a lot of people are going to identify with that. I, I remember hearing hearing the the cultish three part series, and even thinking like, man, there's like so much more to 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 this to this context and then you can. Yeah, because I
2: mean, we it was just an overshadow of uh, doctrinal issues. Sure, um, we didn't even even get into a lot of the cultural side of things.
0: So yeah, I'm 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 ex- I'm excited. I think that's gonna, that's going to be great. Once again, th- that podcast is is called Search for Truth, and um, you already know we're gonna sh- we're gonna we're we're gonna send the Boff Bros over. We got we got, we got you, you already gotta, know you know this. Um, so uh, on a bit on a bit of a of a of a lighter note, you know <laughs> this is such a terrible segue. So <laughs> as you're as you're leaving the here, I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna share my screen with you super quick. Um, so <laughs> we're, we're, we ta- so, you know, you're leaving the UPCI, right? And you're trying to, you know, you're trying to, to, to discover who you are. Right. And, uh, speaking of discovering who you are, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have you take a quick quiz. Uh, all right, let's do this. This quiz is called, are you, <laughs> are you a doomer boomer or a zoomer? Um, All right. so, so the question that, that, the intro goes this way, have you ever wondered whether you are a doomer, a zoomer or a boomer? Take this quiz and find out a boomer is a person over the, a- over the age of 30, that likes eighties rock and monster energy zero ultra <laughs> that wants things to go back to the way they were. Doomer <laughs> is a variation of the Wojak character that is typically characterized as an early twenties male who suffers from depression and has a bleak outlook on the world. In contrast Cut. to the thirty-year-old boomer, this character is often discussed on various 4chan boards in the context of mental, mental health, drug addiction, economic strife, and anti-Semitism. Zoomer is a person born in Generation Z, typically a modern-day teen who plays fort, Fortnite and listens to cancerous rappers. <laughs> okay, so this, this is like—I think this is only like a an eleven eleven question quiz. Okay, so let's do it. Number 1 is how old are you? You're 20 to 30, so that's easy. Okay, so I'll I'll, I'll read the questions and then the and then there's four options for each question. Uh right. question number 2, do you play video games? Option yes. 1, yes, Fortnite. Option 2, no. Op- option 3, Minecraft, rarely. Option 4, Doom, Quake and the old school ones. Oh,
2: boy. That's I mean Yes, but not Fortnite. Yes, <laughs> Minecraft. <laughs> it's, it's gotta <laughs> be yes, like, Fortnite. Fortnite. No. No. Don't, no. No. I don't play Fortnite. Uh, just do Minecraft. It should be. I mean, me... I'm, I'm not doing. I'm not doing like video games all the time. So it should give you the option to be like, no, I play normal people games.
0: Okay. I play non-pop culture games. So question three. There's uh, there's three options. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Okay. Do you feel depressed?
2: <laughs> um, yeah.
0: Yeah. My rope is right next to me at the moment. <laughs> Ooh. Not really. Sometimes. Let's go with sometimes. My, oh. rope. my rope. That's terrible. <clears throat> okay. So there's uh, five options for this question. What type of music do you listen to the most? Rock? Pop? Rap, country, or only ACDC, baby?
2: Ooh, um, I'm gonna have to say, actually, out of that much, because it's a subgenre of, I have to say, country.
0: Really? Wow. So only ACDC, baby? No, country. Um,
2: <laughs> um, I mean, rock a lot, yes, but like also like bluegrass and indie folk and stuff like that.
0: That's right. You, you, or Dave, you, Matthews or Dave Matthews' band. Dave uh, Matthews' band.
2: It's good band.
0: So so uh uh option sorry question 5 has four options. What is your opinion about life? Option 1, I don't have one. Option 2, life sucks just end it all. <laughs> option 3, I will enjoy life after retirement or option 4, it's fine. Let's
2: just go with 4, it's fine.
0: Okay. It's good. Okay, question 6 has four options what is your political view left right centrist i'm not into politics
2: definitely right okay
0: uh question seven what do you do most of the time option one listen to music and remember the good old days option 2 on the stock market option 3 listening to triple x tentacion and
2: modern day rappers uh <laughs> option 4 thinking of the best way to die <laughs> i don't think they're gauging somebody for some sort of answer here um these are totally totally uh neutral questions right. um i have to say maybe more listening to music thinking about the good old days oh my goodness um i have i have a pretty strong nostalgia kick sometimes same here Okay, question
0: eight. How would okay? I'm not, not going How would you describe your love life? Um, divorced. I'm still not over it. Single and happy, or MGTOW? What? What even is that? MG. I'm looking this up. Uh-oh. MG. MGTOW. It's gonna be something bad. That? It's gonna be something bad. Men going their own way is an anti-feminist, misogynistic, and mostly online community <laughs> advocating for men to separate themselves from women and have a society which they believe is corrupted by feminism.
2: Oh, so it's the opposite of ultra feminism then. So maybe like trad? No, uh, that's that's crazy. not trad. That's that's like that's like hatred of women. Well, then this this lad? Co-
0: oh, um ah, th- th- this is not this yeah, like this is a very biased. Quiz. I mean, I don't know
2: what to pick because I'm not single. I'm, I'm not uh, divorced and not over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's 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 just pick the MGTN, M-G-T-N- <laughs> oh, yeah. whatever it is.
0: Go your own way. You know, you really love your wife, but we're gonna do the anti-women one. Right. Right. Okay. Question nine. What is what is your reaction when you see young people listening to modern day rap? For example, Triple Extensión, six six nine. Um, so your your options are: I don't mind them; they don't know what a real childhood is, or I join them.
2: Uh, they don't know what a real childhood is. Nice.
0: Uh, you got two more. Uh, question ten: What is your opinion on traditional values? IDK. Still thinking about suicide. <laughs> <laughs> option two who needs them lol option three they should be respected and kept how they are
2: yeah right there
0: okay thinking about suits I'm just kidding uh, <laughs> last one you're out with your friends what would you most likely do option one hide in the corner and think about life option two party of course option three start listening to my favorite Fortnite gaming playlist on Spotify Oh boy This Um, is a stupid I would would definitely
2: I'd party with my friends If my friends came out And I'm hanging out with them That's the whole point of being out
0: Okay, so I'm going to submit answers So You What?
1: Oh no This makes
0: no sense You are most likely a doomer You You gave up on life already And I urge you to call (laughs) The anti-suicide hotline (laughs) Or or talk to somebody And it's (laughs) It's about time you get loved all, already. Oh my goodness, that was a terrible uh, quiz.
2: Yeah, but, I think they're all going to point. And there. that's I why we no do them. You choose. <laughs> I think no matter what you choose, it's going to end up with that same result.
0: Oh my goodness. So, um, so we we've been recording for close to like an hour and a half, and I feel like I feel like this time has just flown by. Um, I, I highly encourage all my listeners to, to check out, um, check out this podcast. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll link that when it's ready. Um, fo- you can follow Andrew at, is it still Dort connection on Twitter?
2: Yeah. Yeah. D O R T connection. Yeah.
0: That's right. And, um, yeah, he's really fun to dialogue on all things pertaining to theology, um, and really anything else. Um, so yeah, follow him. Um, You can follow me at Miho's Life, and you can follow both. You can follow Kyle and I at Boffcast on all social media. That you can. Um, This has been an absolute pleasure, and um, hopefully, we can get you on again sometime. Um, Until next time,
1: peace, peace, love,
0: and 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 chicken.
1: chicken.
0: Uh, (laughs) And that's a wrap on the